you know this <laughs> you know the score you know what time it is get yourself a cup of tea coffee get a drink i've got um i've just woken up actually i've got a chamomile tea so i thought yeah let's go back to bed <laughs> you know let's not stimulate myself <laughs> let's um let's relax even more you know after an eight hour sleeping shift oh ah that's hot okay so in this episode i'm going to talk to you about i'll talk to you about a few things but the dominant um expression i guess will be around um not caring so much and how you can actually attract quite a lot by being that way um now there's a couple of things here so when i say don't care it's not like you're going to go into protest and i don't care you know cut your feelings off it's just that you're just gonna see it for what it is i want you to get in a really really strong confident like unwavering position of meh you know that's the vibe not i don't care they're not ringing me i don't care well you you blatantly do you know so um no we're gonna we're gonna be like meh whatever you know so um okay i'm gonna give you a couple of stories how fun so so get a get get your drink okay right cool so here's a story i used to live in birmingham i did you might hear the twang in my accent sometimes there's a little twang and um i was stood in the window i never forget this moment i was stood in the window having a cup of tea obviously looking out and it was, you know, a bit barren. You know, there's pockets of Birmingham which aren't really built upon. You know, there's, yeah, it's a big place, you know. And um, I remember, just to go back a little bit more, more, I used to have this fort that I used to play with. And I think I've told you this, like I had soldiers that were plastic and soldiers that were metal. And I went on holiday and took my soldiers with me on the beach and um, came home, washed them all. And I was really unhappy because I thought my god I've left my soldiers behind no one leaves his good soldier behind and anyway what had happened was the metal ones had just sunk (laughs) so the plastic ones are on the top so it all was okay always good you know Katie little brain didn't know about what floated at that point so this fort was you know you know what a fort is it's just square isn't it and then at the end there's you know there was a bedroom and everything and blah 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 and then there was these two gates now this is really important details i'm telling you at the front there was two gates not one two because there was a column in the middle it was designed a very specific way it wasn't just a square with a bedroom it was designed in a very specific way Anyway, I loved this fort, always playing with it, you know, you know, you know, and loved it, loved it. And anyway, fast track forward or whatever the saying is, I'm in Birmingham and I'm looking out the window with a cup of tea and it's beggar's belief. I look around and I'm like, oh my God, I was living in the fort. So the design of the apartment that I lived in was at the end, so my bedroom was where the fort bedroom was. The walls went round, there was two gates, there was a column in the middle. The detail that I was living in compared to the fort was remarkable. And like I said, the fort wasn't just a normal fort and this wasn't just a normal kind of thing. It was a conversion of some kind of, um, you know, where they used to like 
is it a mill or something where they used to like throw grain out the window or whatever you know that kind of thing anyway they'd converted it and it was very unique when you looked at it you were like oh that's cool you know so it wasn't a generic box with a generic bedroom and the weird thing is is my bedroom was exactly where the fort bedroom was and I was like oh my god I'm living in that exact thing so I was like hang on a minute got me thinking what you emotionally enjoy and invest in and then detach from comes about. This is what they're saying. This is what they say all along, right? And I'm thinking, yeah, but that did take like 30 years to manifest, you know? And then I'm thinking, well, maybe time doesn't exist because I've heard that before. So anyway, I don't focus on the timeline of it that much, but I couldn't believe how much I'd invested in my childhood. And then then I was living in this thing. And I was like, that's crazy. That's crazy. So that was the first thing that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. The second thing that piqued my interest was I was in, um, I was backpacking. And <laughs> I said, I'd met some people out there and I'd said, they said, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was, you know, they're all from Holland and everywhere else. So they didn't obviously say it like that, but you know, we lived on this island, like it wasn't on the mainland, it was on an island. And there wasn't much to do. Some people would go to the mainland, you know, via boat and stuff. And, you know, but generally it was just sunbathing and that was it. And um, I said, oh, I'm going to go swim to that little island. And they said, what island? I said, you know where we lie on the beach? There's this little island and it's got like a little peak to it. I'm going to swim to it. I said, are you crazy? I said, well, I mean, duh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to swim to it. And a few of them said, yeah, yeah, I want to swim to it as well. And um, so the next morning we got up, we got on our mopeds, meow, around this island, got there. And um, now this is just a, a bit of a tip for you. Don't swim to islands. They look close, but I swear to God, they uh, move. I swear most islands float because we were swimming to this island and it got further and further away. I swear to God. And we were like, okay, now we're in the middle of the ocean and this island is still not close. So anyway, we eventually, you know, carried on, carried on. But a few of my friends were going, ow, 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 ow. And I was like, what are you doing? And they said, oh, there's jellyfish. And I could feel something underneath me. And I thought, oh no, we're going to get stung, you know? So I said, um, well, there's not much we can do. We're just going to have to get stung, you know? And I remember thinking in my mind, like, they were all panicking and freaking out, but I was really determined to get to this island. So I remember thinking in my brain, just don't care, you know? And I remember visualising the island and this streamline of, you know, um, no jellyfish. I just remember thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swim in this lane there's going to be no jellyfish and there's going to be no bites. I'm just going to really relax. I don't care. And this is how it is. Very confident. Very like, meh, no, you're not ruining my swimming. And anyway, we got to this island eventually. And everyone was stung to buggery. And um, I wasn't stung at all. And I did the same on the way back. And so I told them this technique. I said, just imagine it, visualise it. But they were trying too hard. They were going, it's not working. And I was like, you need to have the, I don't care, whatever, you know, meh. 
you need to have that attitude, the neutralization of it. And when I look back to like stories and my life and you know, whatever the hell has happened, and like things have always come through real quick when I don't care. It's the same with money, right? It's like, yeah, money comes, money goes, whatever. But when I need money or I would like reassurance that money's coming, I just lie. This is what I do. I don't try any harder. I lie on the sofa. I put my feet up on the pillow because I've got this really giant pillow. And I look at myself and go, yeah, this is what a rich bitch looks like. And I'm just so easy with it. I don't care. I relax. And, you know, ping, 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 ping. When it starts coming in, it's really weird, you know? And the same with weight, I've applied the same thing with weight. Like when I stress about weight, because I've got a history of eating disorders, and um, I used to stress about weight, and I used to be like, no, I could get thinner, I could get thinner. And because I have that, I do have that lens where, you know, at the time I think, my God, I'm not good enough, I need to, I need to look thinner. And then now I look at myself and I think, uh, Katie, you were thin. <laughs> like, no wonder your body couldn't get anything. Are you worth thin? You know, so it's like, yeah, unfortunately, I have those weird, that weird lens. I think it's body dysmorphia, right? So, anyway, I'm reading up on that at the moment. But when, you know, because when you have eating disorders, you do fluctuate a little bit because you're in control one minute and then the next minute you're like, your body's stressed. And when your body's stressed and it hits a certain plateau, this is just my opinion, by the way, I'm not a doctor, but what I've seen within myself, when I'm in, when I'm stressed, I'm working out twice a day, you know, six days a week, I start to gain weight and it's because you're my hormones. And it's true, you gain weight with hormones. So I've really battled that and I've really battled the eating disorder and I've really gone do the, done the work with it. And now I'm in a really good place, but I wanted to, to lose a bit of weight because my body was holding on to so much water and just storing everything because of the history of the abuse towards it, right? And then I thought, you know what, just apply the same principles. Don't give a shit, you know, don't care. So I keep saying to myself, oh, I don't care, whatever, you do whatever you wanna do. I'm not gonna punish you anymore and I'm not gonna criticize you anymore. And I've incorporated the Honoponopono prayer, which I've completely just butchered, but it's the Honoponopono or something like that. And I say to myself every day throughout the day, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And at first I started doing it with other people. I started going around my brain about who, you know, I was hurt by and I needed to unhook from, you know, and I needed to get them to unhook from me. And now I do it with myself. And I found myself the other day just going, I'm so sorry, Katie, that I have punished your punish you and I'm overcritical and I always talk about you in a negative way. Please forgive me. I don't want to punish you anymore. I don't want to be overcritical anymore. Thank you. I love you. And I started doing it with myself. And you know what? Guess what happened? The weight started coming off. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? So look at the Honopona prayer. So it's... Um, <laughs> so it's... And I've forgotten. Um, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And honestly, I just want to grieve for how much you know, I've abandoned myself in situations and with people. I've um, 
been cruel to myself. I've put my body through absolute hell, through extremes. So I used to, um, you know, party a bit. I used to like going out. And then, so that was, I was dancing all night, burr, burr, burr to the music. And then it was like pure starvation and pure exercise. So my poor body doesn't think I love it. And well, apparently I didn't. So now I'm getting in a really nice place. And guess what? My body is thriving. I've got shoulders. I noticed the other day, because I'm doing a few little weights as well, just gentle. I've got a few nice little shoulders. I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> you know, beats having the world on your shoulders, that's for sure. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. So, you know, there's two things there. One, don't care so much. And if you really want someone to text you, detach from it. You shouldn't really want anyone to text you. What is it about that person that is validating you and making you feel good? You know, like truth be told, because my profile's lifting, I get quite famous people texting me. And I just think, meh, you know, like they're just normal people. They are like whatever, like, you know, if there's nothing to reply to, I won't reply to it, you know? I'm not playing games, it's just that you start to see the world in a much more neutral way. And that's really good because if you start to put things and people on pedestals, guess what you've just done? You've put a massive distance between you and them and it. No, everything should be neutral. Everything should be, you know, on the same level. And if someone insists that they have to be on a pedestal, then no thank you because again there's they've created a distance i am better than you do you really really want to be friends with someone like that i don't no thank you uh -uh. you know and it's funny because a few of you have said about my podcast and that you enjoy it and i said to you guys right that i've been approached by a few people that want to be on it you know like talk on it and i've said no and they are quite well known and i'm like no because they are I know what they're doing they're seeing a new audience they want to get involved sneaky it's not no and you know what they'll do is they'll smooth me over at the beginning and then they'll drop me like a hot potato once they're on and they've got what they need you know I'm not stupid you know but I don't like that hierarchy you know if you want to be in my world and you want to be on my podcast and you want to you know hang around me or whatever then be neutral don't think you're better you know, I don't think I'm any better, you know, but you've got to not care so much. Everyone's the same, you know. So anyway, look, love you loads as always. Never feel shame. Don't feel bad. Do the Honoponopono prayer and don't care so much. Like, what else? You know, you enjoy yourself more when you're in neutral because you're not creating any distances between that in which you are and that in which you want. You know? So anyway, love you.